0: So this morning I want to speak with you on a topic of how to gain respect. How to gain respect. You know we we Solid Rock we sermon series are a series that will challenge us, will encourage us. And this is I believe a topic in which we'll be challenged, how to gain respect. I think all of us want to be respected, right? I know as a as a dad I want to be respected by my kids, by, you know, other people perhaps that I work with, that I have interaction with. I want to be respected. So how do we gain respect? And not according to the world, but what does the Bible say on this topic on how to gain respect? Let's pray before we do anything else. Father, uh, I just pray today that you would speak to our hearts, my God. Lord, we we have such a great need to hear from you, Father, and I pray that you would speak to us by your Holy Spirit, move today, God, that we would not just be hearers of your word, but we would be doers of your word, that we would put into practice what you have for us today, that we would not say, this is for someone else, this is not for me, no, that we would receive it, God, receive it. And put it into practice. I pray for every person that's here today, God. Give us the ability to hear clearly what you have for us. We love you today, my God. And we bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. And this is the... We'll, we'll, we'll reference other portions of Scripture but this is core, this is key. 1 Thessalonians four eleven says, And make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Paul says, make it your ambition to live a quiet life. So how do we gain respect? First of all, I think what, what is key is live a quiet life. Live a quiet life. Jesus said this. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, Jesus says. So when we live a a quiet life, there's a sense of peace in us. See, but what Satan wants to do, Satan wants to create chaos in your life. Satan wants to create chaos in your life. Satan wants you running back and forth like a mad person. He wants us distracted. Satan wants to trouble you. He wants to trouble the lives of your children, perhaps of your grandchildren. That's what Satan wants. Jesus wants the opposite. He says, listen, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. That's Jesus' plan. Then he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. So how can we live a quiet life? How can we live a peaceable life? What does it take? What are the steps I can take? Well, I'm going to share with you just a few this morning. Again, basing God's Word. First of all, it's important to quiet yourselves in God's presence. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Take time to read the Bible. Make it a priority. Don't just scan through the Bible and, okay, I'm done with this Bible portion today. Phew, I'm waiting for tomorrow. And no, take your time. Read the Bible. If you must, get up early. But give yourself plenty of time to be in God's presence and to quiet yourself in God's presence. But there's nothing quite like that. It being still, being quiet, right? My wife was telling me Friday, she took a a day off. I went to work. The kids were all working at the same time. She says, it was strange I was at home by myself. That has not happened in probably years. (laughs) She says, it was strange. I had most of the day by myself. It was so quiet, you know. It was so quiet. Nobody else was at home. Or everybody was, was at work. There's something about being in God's presence and it being quiet. Bro, you don't understand, I've got kids. You don't understand, I've got little ones that keep me up or they're always involved in something. And you know, you don't, you know it t- it's going to take some effort on our part. It's going to take effort. Read the Bible, sing spiritual songs. This is where you can get away with it when you, if you say, I'm a horrible singer. Hey, listen, you can sing by yourself. No one's going to hear you. Reflect on God's word. Not just read it, but reflect. You know, spend time thinking upon God's word, reflecting on it. So this is a way we can live quiet, peaceable lives. Is We have to quiet ourselves in God's presence. Don't be in such a hurry. Don't be in such a hurry. Because you can run yourself ragged as a parent. Been there, done that. Running around. Take your kid here. Take your kid there. I mean, it, you're, you're an Uber driver. That's what you are. You know? You're know, you running around everywhere. No. So I would say also that cultivate a peaceable and quiet spirit by developing patience in all your relationships. Develop patience in all your relationships. Work at being a patient person. The Bible says that all things have passed. All things are new. If you're a new creation, work at patience in your relationship. See, I'm not a believer in people who say, well, this is just the way I am. I've always been the other way. No. We can change. You and I can change. Because when we take that approach, we're basically saying, God, what you've done in my life has no value. God, you have no power over me. This is the way you made me. This is the way I am. This is the way it's going to be. No. We can develop patience. So cultivate a peaceable, a quiet spirit by developing patience in all your relationships. You know, let your presence be a calming influence. Let when when you come, let people say, Oh man. I'm glad. I'm glad JJ's here because he is such a calming spirit. He's I'm glad so and so is here. I'm glad, man. And let let your presence just be a calming influence on people. Because you're a person that is patient in your relationships. You're not going to blow up. You're not going to take off talking. And it's important that we be careful with our words. The Bible does say that we will have to give an account for every careless word that we say. Every careless word that we say. Let that be a, a guard over our mouth at times. As I told you, I've said this to you many times, a rule that we have at our house that I've shared with our family is that just because you think it doesn't mean you've got to say it. Just because you think it doesn't mean you've got to say it. Just because you think something doesn't mean it's got to go on social media. Just because you think it doesn't mean it's got to come out of your mouth. So develop patience. Again, let your presence, when people see you, let there be a calming, let, let you be a calming influence on people. And people would take a, a say, oh, God, he's here, she's here. That's a patient person. And I would say also, how can we live quiet, peaceable lives, is pray for those in authority over you. Pray for those in authority over Over you. In work, pray for your boss. You know, I I find it, and this happens a lot in a lot of jobs, that the employees seem to know how best to run a business more than the boss. Or at least that's what they say. But the Bible says that we should pray for those in authority over us. So, whether it's at home, whether it's in government, we should pray for those in authority over us. Whatever that is, pray for your boss. Pray for people in authority in our our city, in our state, in our national government. Pray for those in authority over you. There may be peace, and you know that in our day right now, in, our, in you know, this environment, we need a sense of peace. We need God's presence. We need God's presence. So how do you gain respect? You live a quiet life. Number two, how do you gain respect? Well, you mind your own business. You mind your own business. And again, this is not my words, all right? 1 Thessalonians For we just read, he says, You should mind your own business and work with your hands. In 1 Timothy, Paul was speaking of women who had got into the habit of going from home to home, gossiping and being busybodies, saying things they should not. So a little background. In, In that time, there were widows. And did you know in Bible days, there was no... Social Security, there, there was no government help. When there was widows, the church would step up and take care of the widows. Now there was a lot there was a wide uh, age range in the widows back in those days. There's older widows, you know, who were elderly, and so the church would help them, you know, and they're in the last part of their life, right? But there were younger widows they were young, they were widows, and the church would also help them. But the young widows had a lot more time on their hands. You know, a problem is that when you have too much time on your hand and not enough to do, that causes issues. That causes issues. Don't ever be bored. Don't ever have nothing to do because that can be an issue. So in that time, we have younger widows that have a lot of, had a lot of time on their hand, and they were going around, and they were gossiping. First Timothy five eleven you know mentions that. They were going around and, and they were gossiping and they were sharing things that was none of their business. First Timothy five eleven. As for younger widows, do not put them on such a list, Paul was saying, on the list to be helped. For when their sensual desires over overcome their dedication to Christ, they want to marry. Thus, they bring judgment on themselves because they have broken their first pledge. Besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. And not only do they become idlers, but also busybodies who talk nonsense, saying things they ought not to. Boy, I wish the Bible was a lot more clear on certain things. So, a busybody is someone who meddles in others' affairs. If it has nothing to do with you, don't worry about it. That's what Paul would say. If it's got nothing to do with you, don't worry about it. Now, Rick Warren, and you've heard of Pastor Rick Warren, the author of The, uh, of the Purpose Driven Life, he gossiped. is the way he defines gossip. Gossiping is passing on information when you are neither part of the problem nor part of the solution. Gossiping is passing on information when you are neither part of the problem or part of the solution. That's gossip. That's gossip. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who was a business owner. He's a partner in some business, and he, tells me, he was telling me, in their business, when they hire employees, they go through orientation. This is a topic that they tackle. They tell employees, do not gossip. Do not gossip. And that's, that's part of your commitment to the company. And, he goes, and we spend a lot of time in orientation talking about gossip and do not gossip. Because gossiping... And you may know that gossiping will destroy relationships. Gossiping has divided churches. And those of you who have been in church long enough have probably seen this, where gossip has divided churches. It has no place in the life of a Christian. Determined today not to gossip or to listen to gossip. If someone comes to you and says, hey, have you heard? No. Hey, have you heard what's happening in that church? It's not my church. Not my church. Not my church. So don't, you know, I want to hear it. So determine not to gossip and not to listen to gossip. No matter how juicy it may sound. Man, guess what? And, you know, people make it sound so juicy. Oh, yeah, you know, and you want to listen to it, you know. And you listen to it. And then the person who listens to it takes off and, and tells it, and then it's, it's changed. It's, it's become from version one to version two, and then it becomes version three, and then by the time, you know, and on the road, the whole story has changed because it's gossip. It's gossip. Again, if you're not part of the problem or part of the solution, then move on. Move on. Now, if you talk about others, guess what? If you talk about others... Satan will talk about you. Look at 1 Timothy 5.14. So he says, So I counsel younger widows to marry, Paul says, to have children, to manage their lives, and to give the enemy, who is who? Satan, right? And to give the enemy no opportunity for slander. So he says, Don't give the enemy the chance to talk about you. Don't give the enemy the opportunity to slander you. Because if you talk about others, then Satan's going to talk about you. Satan's going to talk about you. And it's not going to be nice. It's not going to be pretty. So how do we gain respect? We live a quiet life. You mind your own business. And I think there's a lesson not just for adults. There's a lesson that we need to be teaching our young people and our children. Mind your own business. If it's got nothing to do with you, mind your own business. Determine church not to gossip. Teach our kids not to gossip. Again, if you're not part of the problem or part of the solution, then it's time to move on. Don't listen to gossip. And again, I don't care how juicy people want to make it sound. Don't listen to that because that will has a potential to ruin your life. You know, here at Solid Rock Church, one of the things that we do is that when someone applies for membership, as you know, you go through the membership class, and then we ask you to sign a membership covenant with the church, and the church has responsibilities towards you as a member and you have responsibilities towards the church. One of the things that we ask people to do is not to gossip. Not to gossip. To, you know, to pray for the church, to support the church, to invest in the church, to develop your ministries for the good of the church, to defend the church, to defend the honor of the church. That's one thing that we ask people to do because it's biblical. It's in the Bible. So we gain respect by living a quiet life, by minding our own business, and then by working with your hands. See, your job, my job, it's a calling. It's a calling. Now, you may not see it that way. You may not see it that way. You may see it, oh, I got to go to work. Ah, I dislike my job. Ah, I hate to get up and, you know... If you have to work tomorrow, everyone's off, but I got to go work. Our, actually, our job is a calling. God has placed you in the job that you have, those of you who are in the workforce, in the job that you have to influence people, to, to help people. And I've come to understand that in my job, that I'm there because my, one of my callings is to influence people. So your job is a calling. It's a calling. It's a calling. Your job is a dream job. How many of you have your dream job, right? Work 10 to 2, make about $100,000 a year, you know, have summers off. That's my dream job. Okay, we all have our dream job, right? But your, your, your job is a dream job because it's how we serve God. You serve God by being at work. You serve God by showing up to work. God will use your job to build the character of Christ in you through your job. God uses your job to meet your financial needs. You know, I, where we live, there's a convenience store there close by, and I'll go in there, you know, from time to time, on a regular basis, really, you know, to get something. And it, it amazes me the amount of people who are going in there and spending large amounts of money on the lottery. It, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. The people who go in there hoping to cash in, hoping to, big, to win the big one. Well, God uses our jobs to meet our financial needs. It's not the lottery it's, it's us working. That's biblical. You know, Jesus had a job. Jesus, being God himself, think about this, being God himself, the son of God, actually had a job growing up. He was in the family business, helping his dad in the family business. So God will use our jobs to meet our financial needs. So he says, work with your hands. God will use your job to provide for your family. Be thankful for the job that you have. That you have the ability, the strength to get up and do your job and it pays you and you can provide for your family. That's what he says. He says, work with your hands. God will use your job to bless the church so the church can bless others. When you give you're blessing Solid Rock Church. You're blessing our church because we, in turn, can bless others. So the Bible says, work with your hands. He says, work with your hands. Do work, you know. It's good to work, you know. It's a good thing. We weren't meant, we weren't created to... Get up at all hours of the day and just sit around doing nothing. We weren't created for that. We were created to be active, to be doing something. So you gain respect by working with your hands. Teach your kids to work. Teach your kids to work. It's not sinful. It's not, you know, uh, child abuse. No, (laughs) it is not. Teach your kids to work. Be diligent in your job. Do the best you can. Be honest in in all you do at your job. And be a blessing to others at your job. Be diligent. Be honest. Be a blessing. I'm amazed sometimes at jobs where people just don't show up to to their work. Wow. Just don't show up. That shouldn't be the life of a Christian. So how do we gain respect? You live a quiet life. Mind your own business and work with your hands. If we do those things, we'll gain respect. People will see us, and we'll gain respect. People will will, will see how we live our lives and how we conduct ourselves. It's not just our talk, but it's our actions that go along with that. And they'll respect us. They'll say, you know that guy? That guy? He's different. That that lady, that young girl, she's different. Let's finish off again, 1 Thessalonians 4.11. And to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, you should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. I remember when my niece Araceli, when she graduated from Bible school, it's been that long, and I remember that uh, my brother-in-law, Lionel, who really has taken on the role as her dad, and uh, since she was a little girl, Lionel would tell her, get an education, you know, learn as much as you can so you can support yourself so you don't have to depend on a man to do it for you. If you have to, you know, live on your own, uh, work hard, learn as much as you can, and do that. the The world is watching us. In the workplace, they're watching us. They're watching in, in all that we do. So as Christians, we can gain respect by following the Bible. Now, so you can't say, man, brother, you were harsh this morning. No, this is the Bible. This is in any form, the phone, if you bring out your Bible, it's in the Bible. This is the guidelines to win, to gain respect. I want to be respected. I really do. But I've got to follow what the Bible says this morning. How many many of you want to be obedient to God's word today? know this may not have been a really you know feel good kind of message this morning you know you may not uh, leave here with that warm fuzzy feeling but it's the bible and it would greatly benefit us by obeying the bible today so i'm gonna ask you to join me in prayer and we're gonna sing a chorus this morning let's commit ourselves to obeying god's word commit yourself to to obeying God's word, amen. Let's pray together. Father, we just thank you for your word today, God. Thank you, Lord, because your word is alive. Your word speak to us, my Father. God, we, we long to please you in all that we do, God, in every aspect of our life. Lord, I pray you would help us to be diligent at our jobs, to do it well, to set an example for others. To set an example for our children, our, our family members. That they would see in us, my God, that our desire is to please you and in all that we do, Father. In all that we do. I pray for every person here today, God. I pray that you would bless them at their jobs. I pray you would bless them at home, my God. That we would make wise choices, wise decisions, Father. Based on your word, based on your love letter to us, God, that your name would be honored, that your name would be praised, God, today. Father, we love you, God. We love you today. Hallelujah. We love you today. Would you stand? Just stand. We're going to sing this chorus ranks as one of my favorite ones. You know, if you ever ask, hey, Ben, what's your favorite chorus? This is one of them. This is one of them. I just love the words, and it's a real, it's a song not just about God. It's a song sung to God. Those are, those are the chorus that I love. Songs, words directed straight to God, straight to the presence of God. So I want you to make this time of time of worship. God, I, I want to please you. All, you know, I want to please what you have to say here in the Bible. I, I, I want to obey it. I don't want to come up with excuses. I just want to obey your word. I want to obey your word. I want to be diligent. in what I do. I want to live a quiet life. Help me to not gossip. Help me to mind my own business. Help me, help me to work with my hands and be diligent in all that I do. God, I know that if I obey your word, I'll gain respect and you'll be honored, God. You'll be honored. Let's sing this chorus.